This is a Federal News Network podcast. The fast and vast federal response to coronavirus has exposed weaknesses in some agencies' information technology. In fact, some members of Congress are calling for new investments to modernize. But what about the private sector, to which the government often looks for models? Has the coronavirus sparked investment there? For some answers, we turn to the vice president and principal analyst at Forrester Research, Andrew Bartels. Mr. Bartels, good to have you on. Thank you very much. Let's begin with the commercial side. I understand there has been some uptick in IT investment during the pandemic. What have you seen and where has it been happening? Well, the private sector actually is moving in both directions, both upward and downward in their tech spending. One of the areas we've seen an uptick in business investment in technology has been in support of these remote workers work from home arrangements that companies have suddenly realized we need to spend more to support those initiatives if we're going to have employees working productively from home. At the same time, though, many private sector companies are looking at the potential of revenue drops of 10, 20, 30, in some cases, 70, 80, 90% drop in revenues. Those companies are looking much more skeptically at their tech budgets. Yes, there are some areas that they want to increase, such as work-from-home arrangements, employee experience, or what we call customer experience to support customers. But other parts of their tech budgets are going to be cut, in some cases quite significantly, because of those revenue declines. Now, the federal government is in a slightly different position. The federal government, along with a handful of other industries, looks to be in a situation where its overall spending is likely to rise. And certainly, as you mentioned in your intro, there have been a number of agencies that have been on the front line to this, for example, especially you know, small business administration, that have found that their systems simply are not up to the volume of requests that they are having to deal with. So we expect that we'll see more investment in certain federal agencies that are directly tied into the pandemic, CDC, for example, SBA, um, you know, others. But other agencies, you know, EPA, for example, could get squeezed. So I think it's going to be a mixed picture for federal government spending. Some agencies that are in the front lines of dealing with both the pandemic or dealing with economic uh, stabilization efforts will see more funding uh, specifically to address some of the shortcomings we've seen. But other agencies may well find that their budgets are fixed or even decline as Congress and the administration adjust to this whole new level of federal activity. It sounds like, though, on the industrial side or the commercial side, they, too, were kind of caught short when it comes to the ability to support large numbers of teleworkers. I mean, this was something the government found, but it sounds like industry wasn't all that far ahead on that count either, was it? No, that's correct. In general, companies have not invested heavily in uh, employees working from home. And many have had to scramble to put in places the VPNs, put in places the remote working systems, etc. However, there have been some positive trends. You know, adoption of SaaS technologies in the private sector has been fairly advanced, and this allows employees to access those systems remotely. There's been an upsurge in the private sector of adoption of systems like Microsoft Teams that allow employees to collaborate remotely on working on the same document, the same reports, the same objects. And, of course, video conferencing has been well established in 
the private sector, often used primarily for engagement with customers or with prospects, but now being used extensively to engage with employees and allows employees to collaborate together. So there are some parts of the private sector that actually were in well-positioned, but mobilizing those aspects, those collaboration technologies, those video conferencing technology and redeploying them, refocusing them on employee work experience has been a challenge for the private sector as it has been for the federal government. We're speaking with Andrew Bartels. He's vice president and principal analyst at Forrester Research. And talking about the investments that even the squeezed industries might be making in customer experience types of systems, doesn't that really, though, get at basic IT investment and might take a lot of money because you have to redo your applications and you also have to redo your infrastructure to some point, maybe virtualize older applications and put them in the cloud, for example. So it's a non-trivial thing, is it not, to get to a better customer experience through IT investment? To a certain degree, you're correct. But remember, there are stages of customer experience. You know, there's a stage involved finding customers, uh, alerting them to your value proposition, uh, doing marketing, doing sales. Then there's the actual sales engagement of actually closing a deal. And then there's the ongoing support and customer service. A lot of companies have done a lot of work on the first piece of it, and that's fairly advanced. It's been the activities around supporting new channels of fulfillment, for example, or new channels of customer service where there's been work that's needed to be done. But the initial parts, you know, reaching customers, identifying customers, finding customers, that has been pretty widely adopted. So in the case of an agency like the Small Business Administration, they've got some basic investment to do to really have just the raw capacity for the numbers. I think they're doing loans at a rate that they would normally do over a period of 25 years. So the question is, how much is too much? How much do you invest for peaks so that you don't spend yourself to death when the peaks go away? That's a challenge that I think the SBA is certainly feeling to a very high degree. This is where the use of uh, public cloud infrastructure resources like AWS or Microsoft Azure or Google uh, is coming into play. The government, the federal government, has been steadily encouraging and uh, agencies to take advantage of these cloud resources. Some agencies have moved ahead much more rapidly. Others have not. Uh, but certainly, I think you'll expect to see federal agencies who've had this on their list of available resources will tap into this much more aggressively, especially when they are in situations like SBA. They suddenly find that their application volume to your point, increases by a hundredfold from what it normally would be. So yes, those cloud resources are available to federal agencies, but the take-up of them has been, I won't say hit or miss, but it's, it's been uneven. But I expect to see that be much more broadly adapted, especially to deal with this scale-up issue that a lot of uh, certain agencies are facing right now. And what about cybersecurity investments? How have those changed, if they have, during the pandemic? Because the whole remote working situation creates new vulnerabilities of its own, as does some of the you know, movement to the clouds and so forth. You're correct. As we're looking at the portfolio of new project spending, there are four areas that we see both in the private sector and by corollary in the federal sector 
are still at the top of the list of projects that will be supported, will be continued, even if other things are cut. And those certainly include security and cybersecurity. We'd also include, as I mentioned, employee experience. We'd also mention customer experience. But also would include increasingly risk management systems. I think a lot of companies are now realizing that these types of disruptions, like the pandemic, are not one-offs. They're part of what process we expect to see more often and that we need to be prepared for it in terms of being able to identify, respond to, uh, and deal with new unforeseen risks as they emerge. So risk management would be the fourth one along with cybersecurity that would be on that priority list of what both public sector and private sector will be investing in. Sounds like good or bad, the CIO is always at the center of these types of uh, issues, isn't he or she? Certainly the CIO is part of, is very much at the center of this, but as technology has become more and more infused into both business processes and government processes, the CIO doesn't operate in, in isolation. The CIO has to work in close partnership with the business counterparts, who in many cases are starting to become as knowledgeable, at least about you know, how technology can support their business activities as the CIO can. So the partnership between CIOs and their, I'll call business partners, is even more critical than it ever has been. CIOs play a critical role in uh, highlighting and, and making sure security risks are addressed, making sure that systems work together, make sure that systems scale. But their business partners are equally involved in terms of identifying needs and where technology can add value to business operations. And that's a partnership which I think is so critical. Andrew Bartels is a vice president and principal analyst at Forrester Research. Thanks so much for joining me. You're welcome, and thanks for the opportunity. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to The Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. <laughs> 